Another week, another head coach fired from the Albany Empire. We just keep rolling this thing back. Like we are basically, it's summer. Same thing. So it's just repeats. You know, that's what every network, and, and you got the writer strike. It's just repeats. We're just not going to do new shows. Let's just, I'm going to encapsulate this, what we call cold open. Uh, and we'll just run it back next week too. Pete Porcelli's out as head coach of the Albany Empire. What is Antonio Brown's plan for a head coach? And do we actually think he might play when the team is home again in the middle of June? Aaron Judge is as hot as he was when he had a record-breaking 2022. Kind of unbelievable. He was a slow start this year, got mm -hmm. injured. Guess what? He's on the same home run pace. We're diving into that as well. Big news from the local basketball scene with Andre Jackson Jr.'s decision about whether or not he's going to stay in the NBA draft and forego that senior season at UConn. And a couple of huge guests, Ash. Yeah. I mean, you've, you just – to, you stole it all, but we've got great guests. Music, and you're going to pull out all the stops with some uh, Hot Wheels cars, which is fantastic. We got Rutledge Wood on the show. Let's go. It's Honorado and Company. is Honorado and Company, sponsored by Alpen House. Shout out to Andy Heck and Katie Osborne, the great people at Alpen House. This is boating beach season. Oh. They've got everything you need to grill out or hop on a it feels boat. Feels like beach or, season out there, doesn't it? Yeah, whatever you need to do to get on some sand, uh, they they will take care of you. All right, let's let's get into the mess here that continues to be the Albany Empire. You want to follow us on Twitter. There it is on your screens underneath both my name and Ashley's name. We'll lose them for now to show you this, that Pete Porcelli is now the third head coach fired this season. It's the fourth time, though. This is very George Steinbrenner, Billy it's, Martin. This is not. the fourth time that Antonio Brown has fired uh, a head coach, but it's just the third physical human being, correct? Well, no, no. It's the third time he's fired once Manas resigned. True. One was so, a resignation, which was probably – he was probably time. threatened that he'd be fired, and he said, I'll beat you to the punch and I'll resign. I, I, well, that's, I don't know. It was probably Antonio Brown tweeting throughout the game how bad the team was and how poorly run and all the rest of it that maybe pushed Manas out the door and over the edge. So Porcelli, who I – and I've said this – I said this on the morning show when we ran the story that he was, was being let go, is a well-respected head coach in the Capital Region multiple sectional championships with Super Bowls, as we call them, with Lansing Bird. Coach at Hoosick Valley was an assist, is an assistant with mm -hmm. John Audino at LaSalle. Um, and Has an just, arena football background. And he just gets the game. dismissed by this guy who clearly has no idea what he's doing running a team because since they've since Antonio Brown has taken full ownership, they haven't won a single game, Ash. No. Um, and I say full ownership, he's got like 95% of it. it. It's that, that is just embarrassing. And I, I want to get your take on the noticeable absence or silence of his father, Eddie Brown here in a second, but just to kind of wrap things up here on, on what is happening. Antonio Brown fires the head coach mm -hmm. because he lost his first game as the head coach in a game in which Antonio Brown said he was going to play. Right. So, 
you know, Porcelli thinks he's got a seven-time All-Pro NFL wide receiver who's going to step on the field and make a big difference. Brown backs out on everything he told everybody, not just in the media, but all over social media that he was going to play. Fans buy tickets to go yeah. to this game. They put Almost in about like 2,000 more people than the season was averaging. I'm sure he gave away a lot of those tickets. Oh, sure. But people did spend their money thinking they were going to see Antonio Brown, and he played them all like a fiddle, the same way he has played the media like a fiddle over the last few weeks here, as we just buy into every single time he wants to give an interview and make a statement about what's going to happen. We put it out there like it's fact. We need to start covering this team and this guy the way it's meant to be. And that is theater of the absurd. Like I, I said in the newsroom the other day, we need to be like the daily show. That's the reporting we should do about is, is just very tongue in cheek theater of the absurd, which is what this organization has become. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's not what our job is and we can't change it, you know, based on the story. And I, Listen, I don't know that we're reporting what he says as fact. The fact is we yeah. come out and say every time Antonio Brown says, yep. take that for what it's worth. I mean, I, we have been, truth be told, a little more tongue in cheek, a little more, you know, I don't know what the word is that you want to call it, but not not straight down the middle just because of how absurd it is. And, and we've kind of tried to make that clear because you don't want this blowing back on you and, and, oh, you're a bad reporter or, oh, you're not credible because you're reporting this. This is what we've been told to report. It is something that everyone in the capital region is talking about. I have more comments. We said this last week. There are more comments on anything Antonio Brown and yeah. Empire related. So don't tell me people don't care yeah. because people care. Yeah. So we're giving them updates. We are not creating the soap opera. He's creating it. Unfortunately, we are reporting it. I know. And I said this last week, I wish people would just stop caring. But but yeah. I realize that's not our culture. We th some of the best rated t television shows are reality TV because people just can't turn away from the drama and train wreck of other people's lives. People are going to continue to care about this story. That makes me sad, but it also makes me just wish the team would leave, to be completely honest. And so g give me what you what you're thinking here in terms of why we haven't heard from Eddie Brown and the potential future of this team playing at MVP arena. Yeah. Listen, I think we have, Eddie was very much involved um, from the beginning and we saw that he was around, he was at press conferences. He was showing up to games early on in the season. We haven't seen touchdown Eddie Brown. I haven't personally in the last few weeks, I would say. And I'm sure there's a good reason for that because his son, Antonio is single-handedly trying to run a franchise into the ground that, and I understand the Firebirds and the Empire are different franchises, but Eddie Brown is the greatest arena football player of all time. Yep. He took the Firebirds to heights that they had never before seen. Like the Albany Firebirds are known as one of the better AFL teams ever. And that was because of Eddie Brown. And now Antonio is single-handedly burning this franchise essentially to the ground and is making a laughing stock out of it. And if you're Eddie, I have to imagine this isn't a good place for you to feel like you are in because you're between a rock and a hard place and you don't want to be associated with what's going on. And yet because of your last name and, and your relationship to Antonio, you will be associated with what is going on. So somebody on Twitter tweeted at me, uh, night force enough with this bleep show. <laughs> 
Now, I don't know if they're talking about our show or the – yeah, could, could, it could apply to both, could. which is fair. Uh, but I'm going to, just from my own vanity, pretend that he is talking about uh, the Empire here. It, it is an absolute bleep show. Do you think this happens? Will Antonio Brown play June 17th against Jacksonville at home? I, th- I think he will. Uh, my guess is he's not going to play. He'll play like, you know, it'll be like, hey, I'm practicing today. Well, that practice included one route and one catch. And then he walked off the field and was like, yeah, I'm good now. Uh, I think it'll be something along those lines. Okay. Even if he he does this again and doesn't play, he's going to have a mutiny on his hands. You think he plays even if he isn't able to get a big name, reputable NFL experienced quarterback? Yeah, because he's not going to get one of those. I know that. I don't think so either. I mean, all this Cam Newton stuff, I I get it. But but. this is the thing. So, like, this is what Joy says. And this is how so many people feel. is like the love of the Firebirds and the love of touchdown Eddie Brown is east to west, north to south in the 518. This is how people feel. Um, And unfortunately, it is the total antithesis of how people feel about Antonio and this Empire team currently, which is hard, I think, for people to grasp and, like, get their heads around. Yeah. All right, we've got other stuff to talk about on today's show. Mm-hmm. Thankfully. Mm-hmm. Let's take a quick break here on Honor Auto and Company. When we come back, Andre Jackson Jr. has made his decision about whether or not he's going to forego that senior season at UConn after winning a national championship and playing so incredibly well in the NCAA tournament. Will he go to the NBA? We've got that coming up on the show. Aaron Judge, identical pace through 46 games as 2022 when he hit a record-breaking American League number of 62 home runs. That's hard to believe. Michael Ray, the country music star, has come to the Capital Region again this summer. He's on the show. Rutledge Wood has a brand new show on NBC and News Channel 13. He's on the show. I will shut up and get to our first break, but we're back in only 30 seconds. You've heard of unsung heroes. The men and women of Nyscoba are the unseen heroes. For the past year, you've learned about our many charitable endeavors. Now it is my privilege to share with you the work performed by our members, the 20,000 state correction and law enforcement officers shielded from view. They work in difficult and dangerous conditions and are an extension of the police who protect our neighborhoods. NYSCOBA honors New York's police and firefighters and salutes its own members who help deliver a peaceful night's sleep. And now back to Honorado and Company. Sponsored by Alpenhouse. To me, I, I really look at the style in which Albany has always played. It's really fan friendly. Mm-hmm. It makes a ton of sense for the PLL as well. So I, I think it, I think the roots of this are Scott Marr and the Great Danes. There you go. That's Paul Carcaterra, ESPN lacrosse analyst, uh, part of the PLL squad. That will be on the broadcast for the season opening games in Albany this weekend. Doubleheaders on Saturday and Sunday. And a little preview there of our conversation with Kark, which will run in full Friday. We've got a live pod on Friday. I'll be up in Lake George at Duffy's, 11 a.m. It's going to be wild up there. Americade. Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. We are live with this podcast you said it with Americade roaring in the background. That'll be a lot of fun. And Kark will uh, will share that full conversation with Paul Carcaterra from ESPN as the PLL comes to Albany. So that'll be fun tomorrow up in Lake George, uh, hanging out at Duffy's. Make sure to tune in at eleven o'clock. This is funny. 
stumping for their guy, Johnny Marcella. It's so funny. Everyone I run into is like, I'm going to put my name in the ring. And that's what you hear, like radio personalities. I'm going to put my name in the ring. You, you hear it all over the place. Just everyone, it's it it's become a joke. Yeah, you, you said it. it. It has become a joke. It is a joke. All right, here's no joking. Andre Jackson Jr. is going to the NBA. He is making the right decision here. Yeah. He had a senior year at UConn in front of him if he wanted it, but he played so well. On the national stage, the NCAA tournament, everybody was talking about this guy. And when you look at the numbers in the tournament, you'd go, what's the big deal? Because it was like six points, six assists, and a handful of rebounds. Yeah, But it was consistent every single night. And if you watched the games the way NBA scouts would in front office, throw the numbers out. Mm -hmm. He made the right play every single time down the floor. At 6'6", and really a wing guy, and we called him an athletic freak, he pretty much ran point for that UConn team at a lot of at, at a lot of moments uh, in big games. So this is the right move. His, his stock will never be higher. He went through the draft combine process. He had individual workouts with teams that included the Celtics and the Nets. He's projected to go to the Pacers at the mm-hmm. very end of the first round by ESPN draft analyst Jonathan Gavoni. He's going to be a first-round pick. You have to go. You have to go. I'm glad yeah, he's going first because early second. Yeah. You, you take advantage of your stock being as high as it is now. I'm glad he's going. You can go back and get the degree later if you want. You've already won a national championship. There's no unfinished business to talk about with the Huskies. Go to the NBA. And, and I, I really think he's going to be a good, good player in that league for a long time. Yeah. And we, we talked about this even before he went to college, looking ahead that this is the, the guy, this is the type of athlete that would shine in a setting like the NBA combine. His measurables are off the charts. He will blow everyone out of the water in a setting like that. So you're talking about coming off an NCAA tournament like he had. I can only imagine what he did at the combine. And then the things he can do, and you said it, the way scouts watch games, they're the ones who notice what Andre Jackson does on the floor. We maybe don't as much, but when you talk to someone – his defense, his energy on defense, the way he plays transition, when he chooses to pass, he's so unselfish because you look at a number like uh, six or seven points a game in the tournament. Well, yeah, that's not a lot because he's so unselfish and always making the right play. I think the one thing he has to work on will be his outside shot, but he's so athletic that you don't need that from him. That would be an added bonus if he can add that consistently to his repertoire. Jay makes a good point. It would be a lot of fun if oh. somehow he landed in Sacramento. We, you know what? We could open up a Sacramento bureau, and I would be the first to be like, send me out there. I'll just spend the NBA season covering Kev and Andre. Please send me out there. Yeah, that, w- that wouldn't be so bad. Um, where does he land? The draft is June 22nd. Yeah. I, I don't I don't really know. Nobody I'm not knows. get into that. Um, yeah. But Ash said it, which, as she talks about the the draft combine process, he has all of the intangibles that I think are just going to make him a really good NBA player for a long time. Of course, I would love to see him make the three at like 34% even. Like that would be huge if he could do that. Um, And he'll have time to work on that. But he's going to do everything else. He's going to rebound. He's going to play defense. He's going to share the basketball. He's going to be in the right place at the right time. He'll block some shots. 
and he'll have the occasional highlight dunk for sure. He's, yeah. he's going to do a lot of the things that matter to NBA teams when it when it takes. And listen, uh, you put winning. him on an NBA team with some stars, correct? Like guys considered stars, and this is a guy who's going to be your third, fourth, fifth option, sixth, seventh, eighth option. Oh, like yeah. that's a guy who will take advantage of that and will give you those glimpses of greatness because people will forget about him. Until yeah. they, they realize they can't forget about Andre Jackson Jr. Yeah, I love that for Andre, making the right decision. And that leads us into this. And now, Dirty, Difficult, and Done. Sponsored by Performance Industrial. Shout out to Bill Miller and his incredible staff at Performance Industrial, where there's no job that's too dirty or too difficult for them to get it done. I'll be seeing a lot of Bill, I'm sure, this summer as he gets super active with, he's just got such a philanthropic side. He gets super active with the American Cancer Society and his traveling golf league. Mm -hmm. um, and you can check that out. If, you, if you're interested, they play like 10 different golf courses the money raised goes to the American Cancer Society, part of Bill's Real Men Wear Pink campaign. Bill at performanceindustrial.com is how you get involved. All right, Ash, you're up. All right, my dirty, difficult, done. Coming off of the Andre Jackson news, I think people locally here, any Syracuse fans will be interested in this news. Judah Mintz is doing the opposite of what Andre Jackson Jr. decided to do, and he is returning to school. Obviously, they're in different situations Judah was a freshman last year in his first season with Syracuse, coming back for his sophomore season. And I think this is big for Cuse because, to be honest with you, I looked at a, a rundown of names. And if Judah wasn't back, you were going to have three point guards or three guards who are first-year players on Syracuse, who we don't – you know, these are people that we don't know. So Judah brings back at least some experience, 16.3 points a game. What? Nothing. Go ahead. Continue. You were got you, – you looked like you wanted to say something. Um, well, I, I think the addition of J.J. Starling yeah. would have softened the blow of Mintz leaving. Right? No, I get that. But when you're looking at names, it's people who are very unfamiliar you know, to the fan base, to the coaching staff, to the system. Um, but I also think you, you, know, you need a guy that people have seen, can root for, know what they're going to get. And if J.J. Starling ends up being the starting point guard, have at it. Um, but – there, there are a lot of different faces. You lose two of your top three scorers in Gerard and Jesse Edwards to the portal. So bringing back Mintz is big. And I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say this Syracuse team is going to be significantly improved. They will be more athletic. They will play a different style. Part of Judah's statement said, listen, I, I loved Coach Beheim and all that he brought. Coach Autry was the guy who recruited me. Coach Autry has a different philosophy, some new ideas. I'm ready to come back and work. And I think that's the most important thing is you're just going to see a new, rejuvenated, different Syracuse team with Autry. One of the rules is never ask a question on live TV or radio you don't know the answer to. Are they going to play the 2-3 zone under Autry? Uh, My guess is they'll play it, but not exclusively. Because he, he played – in yeah. the two threes. I mean, it's it's kind of all that he knows. Yeah, and my guess is they'll play it, but not exclusively, because he's going to have – he's just going to recruit more athletic guys. Like, he's not going to have to make up for guys who can't play defense, okay. because he's going to recruit guys who can play and who can guard one-on-one. -on -one. So my guess is he will play some one-on-one -on -one and some man defense versus 
all like why waste athletic guys yep. in a zone defense if you don't have to that being said we know how well zone defense can work if you can do it well so maybe you play a little bit of both i like this from paul uh really, we really good. talking about andre jackson yeah don't don't look at the box score mm-hmm. you've got to you've got to watch him if you can watch him in person good for you you've gotten to a uconn game um, or you re- remember him from high school where he showed a lot of those intangibles too but you can you can watch him on tv and understand you just you can't watch like a fan where you where we just right. get you just have to watch the ball. You just watch, you watch 44. Him. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Good point by Paul there. All right, Ash, I'm going into my triple D here. Uh, it's going to be difficult to draw ratings for both of these series, the NBA finals and the Stanley Cup final. First of all, the, the upsets did both of these leagues no favors. I, I know the Panthers won the president's trophy in the NHL last year, but as the eight seed, them upsetting Boston was not good for the NHL. One, Boston's a major, major media right. market. And 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 not that near Miami isn't a major media market, but the fan base in Boston towards the Bruins compared to Florida to the Panthers is so mm-hmm. wildly different. Um, maybe there's enough energy behind the Vegas Golden, but I, I think you're going to get, I mean, this could be historically bad, Panthers-Knights. I, I agree. Bad. Yeah, I, I think... The NBA finals will draw better than maybe you think, but the NHL finals are going to be rough. I don't even, I think the NBA is going to be tough. I don't think there are enough people who, again, understand the skill level of Nikola Jokic to appreciate what he, you're going to look at, you're going to say, Denver. Eh, who do they have? Jokic? Oh, he went to MVPs. Okay. Well, but it's not Steph and the Warriors, it's not LeBron and the Lakers. So I'm already struggling to kind of sell people there. I had Kevin, they got Murray. I had Kevin Durant in Phoenix, also out west. So yeah. really, I'm like down to the fourth or fifth most desirable team in the Western Conference from a viewership and fan base standpoint. In the East, it's the eight seed Miami. At least there's some household recognition with the Heat when they won with LeBron and Wade and Bosh, and even back to that before Wade and Shaq and all that stuff. And okay, maybe. Maybe you remember the name Eric Spolstra and you know Jim mm-hmm. Butler, and, but it isn't Boston. Um, it could be worse. Miami's not the worst option. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think people are kind of into Miami. It's like a little bit of a sexy team, Jimmy Butler. I think the idea that they've got so many undrafted guys it is, is just kind of like an underdog, interesting story. And then you've got a guy who's an, a multiple uh MVP. I, I think that's a, I think it's a good story. I'll watch the NBA finals. Yeah. I don't know that I'll watch the NHL finals. I'll watch highlights of the NHL finals or the Stanley cup finals. Um, but yeah, I'm not super interested in, in the Stanley cup. Quick prediction in both series. Who do you like? Ooh, I'm going to go nuggets. Um, just because I'm going to ride that train. That's been so good. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if the heat win, but I, I'm going to nuggets and I'm going to go I'm going to go Panthers because, again, I'm going to kind of ride like the hot team. But obviously, again, Vegas, if they won, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I'm going to take Florida and I'm going to take Miami. Mm, okay. Now, I don't I don't believe much of that, what I just said, that Miami okay. could really win. But okay, I, I, I'm going to take a shot with the Heat there that maybe they find a way to neutralize Jokic enough. Yeah, and I maybe Tyler Hero. Up for them. No doubt. It's going to be brutal. Yeah. He, he, he might put up. Like who you putting on a bam? 
Like he I, might put up just insane numbers. Yeah. And maybe Tyler Hero comes back in this series and gives him a little bit of a boost. We'll see. We didn't do a real roll call. How about this guy checking in? What's up, Sink? Sink off. What's up, Sink? Good to see you, man. The J-Man is watching, of course, and so is Joy. Joy has become a regular, and she's I love been, that. She's our new biggest fan. I love that Joy has become a regular. Or maybe our only biggest fan. We opened the show talking about Antonio yes. Brown. And Rob, and I have you're something right. to say to this. Go ahead. Uh, Rob, let me just say before Ashley, you are right. You are right. You However, right. Ash. We wouldn't be doing our job if we didn't report on this. And, and I had the where I struggle is if this was the old owner, if this was Mike Corda doing the same things that Antonio Brown was doing, would we cover it? We would cover it. Would we cover it as much as we are? We would not. Antonio Brown is a seven-time NFL Pro Bowler whose father is touchdown Eddie Brown. Those storylines immediately elevate him to above anyone else who would own that team. It's yeah. like, and, and it's not like if Aaron Rodgers came in here and ran it because that would, again, we're on a different level. But Antonio Brown is different than just your average or National Arena League football team owner. Yeah, and look, you know, I hate to say this. Everybody knows it. It's not like some dirty secret. Rob, you are right. And everything Ashley said is is right. Like, the it other, can be both. The you know other I mean? side like, of it is... People are interested. Mm -hmm. So listen, man, I don't want to talk about this. I Nor really do I. don't. And I made that very clear last week. And I don't want it to be part of the, the TV coverage either. I, I'm good on all of it. If he plays, great. We cover the game the way you would as a sports department anyway. If he plays, we interview him. To me, that is the only Next interview you should see with Antonio Brown is if he plays in a game for the Empire, period. Because anything else he can say at this point, to me, is just white noise. If he puts on the uniform and he plays in a game, he's worth interviewing. Yeah. But but despite Rob's... This is, this is the thing, though. If he promises to play again and doesn't play, it is, it is our uh, responsibility to make him answer to why he continues to try to, like, pull the wool over people's eyes. Someone needs to hold him responsible, and that is our job. And that's what we attempted to do the other day when he didn't play. Roger was not easy on him. You know, he made him answer like, hey, there are a lot of people here that are upset. Obviously, Antonio was like, nobody here is upset. Okay, think whatever you want. But, yeah, we'll I mean, about this. he was Antonio. He, the, he yeah. didn't treat him any differently than he would have treated anyone else. He just... He gets all fired up. He, he's grabbing the mic. He's holding the mic while Roger's trying to do the interview. He's jumping up on the side, celebrating with like some other players in the middle of the interview. Like it's that is Antonio. That is not anything different than how he would treat anyone else. I don't believe. Yeah. No. I I, I think you're absolutely right. Unfortunately, about all of that. Um, all right. Let's take a quick time out here on Honorado and Company. When we come back, country music star Michael Ray joins the show. He's coming back to the Capital Region for a concert this summer. New venue, though. Very cool, cool venue. venue in the Catskills. Our conversation with Michael Ray next on Honorado and Company.
Douglas Appliance Center, our commitment is to you, providing essential appliances that families depend on for cooking, refrigeration, cleaning, and sanitation, plus appliance repair. You can have peace of mind that Marcellus is here for you today and every day, like we have been since 1957, helping you make the right choice with trusted brands like Whirlpool, Maytag, KitchenAid, and many more. Shop Marcellus Appliance Center in-store, online, or by phone. We're here for you. And now, back to Honorado and Company, sponsored by Alpenhouse. Back on Honorado and Company, it's Chris and Ashley. Uh, this guy has got to be tired of us by now. But I do know. This is, this is three, right? Yes. I mean, that's we're, we're setting records. Good chance that he's appeared on the show more than any other non-kind of regular guest. Yeah. So while he may be tired of us, people in and around the 518 <laughs> are not tired of him. A really cool concert coming up June 24th at a venue that I did not know about, Ash, in the Catskills, but it's where the Hudson River and the Catskill Creek meet and the mountains around you. I mean, it's it's very, very cool. And our guy, Jimmy Miller, has put this together. Michael Ray, who's been the star of concert on the course the last couple of years, now the star of concert in the Catskills. We're just going to pair him with any alliteration of concert we can put together. Mm -hmm. And he joins us now, good enough to join us again on Honorado and Company. It's Michael Ray. How are you, dude? I'm great, man. How are you doing? I'm I'm really good. Yeah. I know you have not seen this venue yet either. Uh, I've seen pictures of it. It looks really cool. It looks re- it's not a golf course, but you're right on some water, and that's not a bad thing. Man, I heard it's incredible. Um, everything I've heard about it, it's, it's beautiful, you know. And and we've been uh, we've been looking forward to it for for a while. So, uh, anytime, man, you know this crazy where music or any of this stuff will take you, you see some places like that where, you know, you probably would have never gone there or seen anything like that yeah. or, or whatever. So we always take it, take advantage of, uh, of those moments when we get to come to places like Catskill and, and, you know, see yeah. playing places that, that are way different than, than a smoky club, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I, Michael, you've done concert on the course a few times. And I know you said like, I don't play on golf courses all that often because country music concerts don't get to that kind of venue. But you said the last time we talked to you, that concert on the course was one of the most like fun, wild environments you had been in for, in a surprising way. Um, you've now that you've done it twice. Do you still feel that way? Oh yeah. I mean, I'll never forget the first time we played, uh country on the course we did we had a a, a show the day before and, and the way that they kind of described it to me kind of made it seem like it was this like private party you know and all this stuff so we had a whole i had a whole different thing in my head and i think because i did i think i, I like trickled that down you know what i mean to all my band guys so they're like and with the night before we were like played to like you know five thousand people in downtown baltimore we have our buddy travis pastrana some of the ravens out. yeah it was just like a- nice so we're like, um, you know, if we're in our heads, we're like, what are we getting? What are we, what are we getting ourselves into? We get there, we're like, this is nothing like we thought at all, and uh, ended up being one of the most fun shows we've uh, still to probably one of the top five shows, man. Just and it, 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 I, I love playing golf. I'm not great at it, not even close to probably good, but it, it would just it that that concert made me, you know, want to get back playing golf. And I was like, man, this is awesome, man. It was a fun time. Great crowd, great everybody, you know, backstage. Chris, you know how it is. It's just, yeah. a, it's a great, it was a great atmosphere. And so that's why we're like, yo, can we do this again? Like, I was way wrong on the, uh, on, on what I thought we were, <laughs> we were getting ourselves into because I thought made it sound like I was like, oh, we're going to be playing a little private party, you know, whatever. And, and then uh, we get out there and it's like a rock and roll show with, you know, everybody ready to go. And, 
and it was cool to meet all the all the women of the tour and stuff like that. So it was it was fun. Yeah, not a stuffy country club uh, setting at all. You see the information bottom of your screen. Concert in the Catskills.com for tickets. It's Saturday, June 24th at historic Catskill Point. Um, okay, I'll get to the album, which is coming out here soon in a moment. But has Pastrana ever made you do something in a car or on a bike that you regret? Not that I regret because he was driving. If he would have put me at the wheel, then yes, I would have regretted. And I don't know how this how this interview would have been going um, if it was uh, if he trusted me. But one time we were at his house in Pastrana Land, and he he has a whole dirt bike car. I mean, it's like a big kid's play. It's everything, Chris, that we dreamt about having when we were ten. But when nobody has that, you know, yeah. Travis Pastrana has it and gets paid for it. So yeah, uh, he uh, we 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 actually that that day of the show I was telling you about before our first country and of course we went out there and we were riding around and. And he goes, get in the car. And it was me and my buddy Brian, who who I met that day, who played for the Baltimore Ravens, won a Super Bowl with the Ravens. Oh. Well, they put him in the front seat. He's, you know, a little taller than me. He played a big sport that you got to be, I guess. But yeah, he's bigger than me. So we put him in the front. And Travis, without even saying anything, we get in the back. He spins this, starts doing donuts and a side-by-side on two wheels and then launches us on this 20-foot ramp over. And at that point, I was like, it's in God's hands. You know, like, I don't know. I can't. Jesus just take the wheel and well, I feel confident with Pastrana and uh, we land and I remember holding on so tight to the to the grip and I look over and his kids have been in this their whole life his kids he's got the coolest family man you know his kids like jumping dirt bikes these two little girls are just rad I look over and she's elementary age she's just chilling like it didn't happen and me and Brian these two grown men Brian this football NFL player (laughs) are scared to death holding these holding these handles and she's just straight chilling, looking at me like, boys, come on. You know? So yeah, he's, it's never a dull moment when you're around the Nitro Circus crew or the, or, or Pastrana's camp. That's awesome. I was going to say, unfortunately for you, Carrie Underwood uh, beat you to that song. With yeah. Jesus <laughs> uh, but did you ever think about writing a song about that experience? Yeah, I, we should. Yeah. I, I think, I, I think that's what some of the, uh, the, uh, the, the inspiration for don't give a truck came the song that we wrote on the new album. I was like, man, not everybody should own something like this. You know, I think it needs to be put in the hands of professionals. (laughs) How cool is this? New album comes out, Die Bars and Broken Hearts, a day before you're going to play in our area in the Catskills. Man, that is awesome. Congrats on the album, the fourth studio album. A couple of singles that are already out. The title track drops soon as well. What is it about this fourth go-round for you out of the studio that has you fired up? Man, you know, I think you grow um, every time you make a record. You know, it's you know, music is about real life and real life experiences and stuff. And so as you get older, you know, you start trimming some of that stuff, that fog, you know, that gets in your head a little bit of like what you want to do. And, and you get pulled a lot of different directions when you're making records or you're first coming out on the scene. And, and so, you know, to navigate those, it took me a little bit of time um, to land where I'm at as far mm. as where I wanted to, what, what I want to say and, and who's working with us now, you know, we changed some stuff up in the team. Um, Michael Knox, who Jason is Jason Aldean's producer, who I've known Michael Knox for a long time and always wanted to work with him, man. But this was the time, this was the right time for, for me and for him. Cause I knew what I wanted. I knew confidently how I wanted to get there. And I knew that he could help navigate that. And so um, the little things that I wanted to make sure that we had in this album, uh, we talked about, we changed a lot of the ways we recorded. We changed a lot of, uh, a lot of the process of it. And what's going to be cool is, is, you know, we've been playing a lot of these songs, all these songs, except for one, um, which comes, it, it'll be on the album, but there's a little surprise there. Uh, but uh, so the, for the cast, it'll be the first time playing it where people have been listening to all yeah. the songs, you know, so I'm excited for that. And 
it, it it's been really cool to see the the connection with the fans of with this music and and sonically you know it's it's different um it's just it's what what i wanted man was was i wanted people to, to feel like when they put this well, i say album when they put their playlist on i guess now uh, when they've added to their playlist uh i want them to feel like they're at the show you know what i mean i want them to feel um like they're they're there with us you know and and, and nothing changes whenever we're uh we're, we're we're live we just elevate it so i'll uh i can't wait to uh to, for everybody to to have have this album man i'm, I'm so excited for it cool. listen a couple years ago we bought my brother a record player for christmas and we will be sure to buy the actual album so he can spin it on that record player and, <laughs> and not his ipod or his iphone or whatever else it is uh michael you're are you a fisherman do you like to fish because i gotta imagine this catskills venue would be a pretty good place to do that oh yeah yeah we, we've talked about it yeah i grew up in central florida so uh grew up fishing all the lakes down there and, and, uh, some, some offshore fishing, uh, a lot of bass fishing where I grew up in central Florida area. So yeah, I love to, I love to fish and, and being on the road so much whenever think, whenever you find, find the time to get in those little peaceful spots of nature or whatever, you kind of take advantage of it and, and recharge and reset. Uh, are we fired up about the Florida Panthers in the Stanley cup final, or do you lean more lightning? Okay, man, just because I'm an honest guy, this is what happened, all right? So my guitar player is from South Florida, and this is probably going to bite me in the butt, but it's honest. I'm more lightning, right? More lightning because I am ashamed that I to say this. I didn't even know there, I didn't know there was a Florida Panther hockey team. Yeah. So he's telling me this. Florida Panthers was the Eustis High School mascot, right? Mm-hmm. So I go, he goes, he's freaking out on the bus. He's watching. I go, what are you talking about? He's like, the Florida Panthers, man, were in 94, the you know, Colorado beat us. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, the Florida Panthers, you don't know. I go, who's the Florida Panthers? He goes, hockey team. I go, when did that happen? He goes, are you, he goes, you got to be lying to me, bro. You're eight generation from Florida. I go, from Florida where there's no snow, right? Like right. we didn't right. grow up playing hockey. I didn't know this. Right. Tampa Bay Lightning's only the one I knew. And then he was so... My, it's funny that you bring that up because they've been making fun of me ever since they've been in the playoffs for not knowing that there was a Florida Panthers team. But I am from Florida, and I'm going to stick with my uh, my home state, and I'm going to I'm going to back them and and uh, and support them. And it's really cool, man. I, I truly did not know the history of the team until recently when Eddie, my guitar player, has uh, made fun of me and and taught me more about the Florida Panthers than I obviously knew in my whole entire life. So, but shout out to their team, man. That's awesome, dude. And it's cool to yeah. see, you know. I hope they bring it home, man. For you know, we have the lightning with back to back, and it'd be cool to yeah. see a Florida team bring it bring it home again. So, yeah, I was gonna say that now Florida runs hockey, so you better uh, you better get on board, buddy. <laughs> I know. I gotta, I gotta give me a Florida Panthers shirt, man. I gotta do right. something. You gotta get some swag. I gotta get some swag. <laughs> All right, the concert again is June twenty fourth, uh, historic Catskill Point. I know there were concerts held in this area, but never like this before. Our guy, Jimmy Miller, just does stuff way beyond what you think oh, is probably yeah. possible. This is going to be a really cool show on Saturday, June 24th. Concertinthecatskills.com is where you get your tickets. Ash, always get final word. What do you got? No, we can't wait to see you again. Hopefully, we'll be able to make the trip down to the Catskills. We just want to check out. I said we've been to Jones Beach, which obviously is going to be a little bit of a different ben- venue. No. But venues on the water, there's just something about it. So cool. uh, this is this is going to be killer. We're excited. Yeah. Me too. Absolutely. Thank you, brother. Appreciate the time as always. Hey, thank you guys. Good to see you guys. You too. Teams. Athletes. 
organizations. We're transforming the custom apparel industry through products and purpose. Claim your crown. Looking for a fun and relaxing way to spend time on the water? Look no further than the luxury of a pontoon boat. With their spacious and comfortable design, pontoons from Barletta, Sun Chaser, and Sun Tracker offer plenty of room for family and friends to enjoy a day in the sun. Whether you're looking to ski and tube, swim, or simply relax, pontoon boats provide the perfect platform for all of your aquatic adventures. So why wait? Stop by Elpenhouse Boats today or shop online anytime at elpenhouseboats.com. And now, back to Honorado and Company, sponsored by Alpenhouse. All right, that was cool. We love catching up with Michael Ray when we can. You said it, Ash, uh, third time he's been on the show. I joked around. He's got to be tired of us. Uh, but More than anybody. I, but third time. And I, and I think, and I, I said this to his team of people, I think it's the best conversation we've had with him. That was fun. Yeah, no, it was good. And he's just sitting in his truck. Yeah, you know. chilling. Yep. That's the beauty of this show, people. You can yeah. you can be on this show from anywhere. And look at this. Speaking of anywhere. Hey. Toronto, Canada. Sam. Nice. Sam's in Toronto checking us out. You can be anywhere, watching or anywhere being physically on the show. Chris yeah. is at work. I'm at home. You can yeah, be anywhere. And, and and really they'll put anybody on the show. They they put the two of us on the show. So it's I was gonna say we put anybody on the show because we have the ability to do that. It's not a high bar. <laughs> it's not a high bar. All right, let's get into what we're seeing in baseball here with Aaron Judge specifically, Ash, because it was quiet. At least I oh, thought it was yeah. quiet to start yeah. the year. Oh, and then he bit. was hurt. What did he miss? Ten games or so. Yeah, And then he just had a torrid May, 12 home runs in the month of May, and it didn't even sneak up on you. It was like the guys hit eight home runs in nine games, and he had multi-home run games, which is Mm -hmm. where you really start to pay attention. And before you knew it, through 46 games, Aaron Judge was on the same pace as last year when he hit an American League record-breaking 62 home runs. Now, I'm not predicting 60-plus this year from Judge, but – it's sitting there in front of him if he wants right. it. Incredible. It's possible. Yeah. And like you said, he was out for 10 games coming off of an injury. You weren't sure how quickly he would, you know, kind of get back from that. And he bounced back pretty quickly and in oh. a big way. But he, yeah, I mean, he's been torching and he's had, I think the biggest thing he's had really good at bats. Like he hasn't struck out a lot. He did a couple times last night, um, maybe just once. Uh, but he's had really good at bats, patient at bats. He's taking balls, he's generating walks, and he's hitting home runs. So he's he's doing it all, and he looks very comfortable up there, which is is a positive thing. And in the last week or so, he's robbed two home runs. Yeah, as well. and and I think it's so underrated. I think he's maybe the best right fielder in all of baseball. And if he played center field, oh geez, okay, Acuna, all right, get out of here with your reactions. Like you put the player together and maybe it's a full right fielder and off. You can't tell me Ronald Acuna Jr. is better than Aaron Judge. There's nobody better than Aaron Judge. Woo! Are you saying Aaron Judge is the best player in baseball right now? I said he's the best right fielder. Wow. But he might be the best player in baseball. It would be I, close. It's a conversation worth having, no doubt. Would, like these are yeah. two guys who are going to both compete for an MVP this season if they yeah. – 
continue on the tracks that they're on. But yep. you're talking to me about Aaron Judge potentially hitting 62 home runs again. You think Ronald Acuna Jr. is going to win the MVP if Aaron Judge hits 62 home runs? Well, different leagues, but I get your oh, point. Well, yes, but okay, so maybe they'll both win the MVP, but. Yeah, I mean, Acuna could be a 40-50 guy. He might hit 40 home runs and steal 50. He'll definitely steal 50 bags. He's got 24 of them. Oh, um, he's, uh, it's funny. I said to somebody the other day, and I can't remember who it was now. It doesn't matter. I made a comment very quickly, too. Like, without, I, I said, Acuna's without the best player. In, I said, Acuna's the best player in baseball. Yeah. And there wasn't immediate resistance, but it was a quick, there was a moment where I thought, okay, is he, and if he isn't, who's, and then immediately the two of us both said, wait yeah. a minute, it's Shohei Otani. Sure. Because the argument is, he does things. Hey, Aaron Judge is great. What's his ERA again? Right. And how many opposing batters has he struck? I mean, Otani is yeah. the best player in baseball, and it's really not even a conversation to have. But I do think it's the Judge Acuna thing as a Yankee and the Braves fan. Yeah. We we could have a that would be a fun argument to have because it's it may it's it's close. It's probably closer than I'm yeah. giving you credit for at this point. Well, I would hope so. I think it's really close. You yeah. reacted like it was like no contest. Like I had I said know. something blasphemous that Aaron like do you know how many people would probably agree that Aaron Judge is the best right fielder in baseball? There there are enough people who would agree. Yeah. He yeah. He's built differently. He can do things, and and Ronald Acuna Jr. can do things that Aaron Judge can't do because of his speed. Aaron Judge can do things that Ronald Acuna Jr. can't do because of his size. So it makes them two different players. But because you made the comment you did, you're just mixing up the leagues here, not on purpose. Yeah. Uh, Nick wants to know: Should there just be one MVP and one Cy Young Award winner? They're increasing interleague play. Yeah. Um, you don't play as many of your division opponents as you used to. That's new this year. You're going to play more interleague games than ever before. Mm -hmm. Are we moving towards or should we move towards? Just I wouldn't one MVP? hate it. I mean, look, the NBA, there's one MVP. Yep. It's not a Western Conference and Eastern Conference. Right. In, in the NFL, there's one MVP. Mm -hmm. There's not an AFC and NFC. There are offensive players of the year for yep. each of those. But I, hey, hear me out here as I get on my annoying soap, soap, soapbox again. One MVP, and then you can do the league offensive players of the year where you can give the offensive player of the year to a guy who's on a terrible team, a la Alex Rodriguez, 2002, last place Texas Rangers. A la Mike Trout. A la Mike Trout. The offensive player of the year for the American League and the National League, but one centralized, most valuable player. I I kind of so like Shohei it. would be your most valuable player. Yeah. And then an offensive and he, player and of the year could be Aaron Judge and whoever else. Yeah. That's not bad. I don't hate it. Baseball moves at a glacial speed, but it but it moves. It, it is proving well, listen, this year that taken, it's moving. We've taken big steps this year. Yeah. Big productive steps that have made baseball a better sport. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, all right, let's do a quick check here because I always say Memorial Day weekend and Memorial Day itself is my kind of uh, measuring stick, if yeah. you will. People will react to the first month of the baseball season. No, no, no. We all know that's a marathon. But I believe by the time you get to the end of May, you're two plus months into the season. And I, I always say you are now who you are unless you may have some crazy impactful trade deadline move. Or you just have a star who has been injured for the entire year so far, and you're yeah. going to get him back at some point. 
barring those two things, which are rare, I believe you are who you are by the time you enter the month of June. And you look at these power rankings here. Rays have been number one all season long. Dodgers are the hottest team in baseball. They started slowly, remember. I like, mean, this Dodgers-Yankees series is going to be awesome. It'll be fun. Yeah, Rangers, the Rangers. Yeah, that's a weird one for me. I, I was not a believer in the Rangers. I was not. Despite all the money that they spent, I was. I will be the first to admit that I was not a believer. And I don't know that I still am, but... And DeGrom hasn't been a consistent starter for them. He's he's had his injuries. Yep. The Braves, four. Yankees, five. Orioles. The Orioles. The, the Orioles and the D-backs for me are the ones that are like, holy smokes, and the Rangers. I mean, there's three teams in there who I would have told you would be in the basement of the league. It's it's the middle to late 90s all over again. Yeah. Juan Gonzalez and Ivan Rodriguez for the Rangers. Mike Mussina uh, yeah. for the Orioles. And and Bob Brenly's managing the the Luis Gonzalez Diamondbacks again, crazy, just crazy. Yeah. Yep. Uh, all right, that was uh, a baseball conversation that went places I didn't expect it to go. Ooh, and those are I like when the that best happens. conversations. Yeah, exactly. Those, those are fun. You have no idea where a conversation with Rutledge Wood might go. Oh, this is. But we're going to talk cars and yeah. toys with Rutledge Wood from NBC and the new show Hot Wheels Ultimate Challenge next on Honorado and Company. Oh, it's gone. The flowers are blooming and camping season is right around the corner. And what better way to jumpstart the season than with a month-long event here at Alpenhouse RV. We have a wide selection of top quality RVs to choose from at prices you have to see to believe. Like this Primetime Avenger for only $205 a month or this Cougar Fifth Wheel for $359 a month. And with our knowledgeable team of outfitters and convenient financing options, we'll make sure you find the perfect RV for your next adventure. Shop online anytime at alpenhouserv.com or come see us in Amsterdam and Saratoga. What kind of stories that's been told on you That may be a lot of things in life you used to do If you can't give true love to me, I'll understand Just do the best you can The Galope Ultra, 2.6 carbs and 95 calories And now back to Honorado and Company, sponsored by Alpenhouse. Hot Wheels. This is incredible. And let me just show you a little something. Open this bad boy up and it smells you like. Got dust on it? Mm, smells like yeah. 1987 or something <laughs> like that. I don't know. But look at this collection of Hot Wheels. You know, I had to dig that up from. Mom and Dad's house. Let's bring in Rutledge Wood, who's the host of this new show, coming to NBC, Hot Wheels Ultimate Challenge. Rutledge, man, it's Chris and Ashley in Albany, New York. How are you? Guys, I'm doing great. That's so cool that you've got that kit. That's amazing. That's unbelievable. My brother had one of those, too, just like it. Not quite as dirty as that one. <laughs> I mean, this is oh, man. Hot Wheels, dude. You got some great ones. Then you're you're gonna love Hot Wheels Ultimate Challenging because that's what like that's my first childhood memory was holding Hot Wheels and you know you sit there and think you know one day I'm gonna have a cool car like this and that's I mean honestly that's where an idea like this starts. How is this big again or still? I'm not sure. Did it ever not be big? I mean, honestly, Hot Wheels have always been huge, really, and not just here, it's around the world. I think part of that is because, you know, they're like the most attainable 
toy in the world if you think about it. I mean, second to like a high bounce ball for a quarter at your local pizza joint, right? They've never changed in price. They don't know about class levels. They don't know about skin color, anything else. They just know it's a cool toy that you hold in your hand and it's aspirational, right? Like you hold it and think one day I'm going to go somewhere. I'm going to take a road trip with my friends in this race car, in this convertible, whatever it is. And really, I think that's what's made Hot Wheels still a part of car culture and of, and of really everybody's lives ever since. Rutledge, some, some lucky people are going to get to try to make their dream Hot Wheels car into a real thing. Can you tell the people, though, the the basis of this show, what happens on this show, what they can expect? Absolutely. You know, we take two Hot Wheels super fans and we reunite them with a nostalgic car from their past. And then we team them up with this incredible group of builders, of welders, of artists that we call the carpoolers. And then we give them a week to try to transform these cars, just like you're seeing, into larger-than-life, over-the-top life-size Hot Wheels. And there's 25 grand on the line. So if you win, your car moves on to the finale. We'll pick three of the very best. And those three people will get a chance to build a totally different car. And they'll win $50,000 if they win the whole thing. Plus that car will get turned into an actual Hot Wheels diecast car that anyone can buy. So Chris can add to his collection. It's oh, unbelievable. Thank goodness for that. Uh, Rutledge, in the limited time we we've got you, man. I, I'm I'm so fired up about this. Um, do you feel like it, this is your first NBC show, right? I mean, people know you from the Kentucky Derby and covering events on NBC, but to be the headliner, man, are, does that just fire you up? Absolutely. You know, it's it's such like a pinch me moment. And y'all know, like, I just wanted to make people smile, right? I didn't want to sit in a cubicle every day. And when I look at the stuff I've done in my life, whether it's Top Gear that was all about cars or, you know, most kids uh, around the world, it seems like, know me from the floor as lava. But NBC has always been such a big supporter of mine uh, to let me cover the Olympics, Kentucky Derby, you know, NASCAR, IndyCar, whatever it is. But to have this opportunity to be really the tour guide of people and cars and what makes them special to us um it's such an unbelievable honor and that's why i I just can't believe i mean i get to say i'm the host of hot wheels ultimate challenge it's on nbc 10 p.m every tuesday night like this is this is insane i still don't know how this happened but what an absolute treat rutledge i feel like i'm going to be watching a mixture of chip and joe and pimp my ride I'm not sure if I can oh. say that on TV, but remember that show back in the day? That that show was unbelievable, and this feels like a little bit of a mix of both. Ashley, what a great analogy. Yeah, I think that's perfect. I mean, it really is, because it's not just a, a show for people that love cars. If you love people, if you've ever had a car, it's for you. If you don't even have a car, if you don't like them, you'll still love the storytelling, the celebrity guest judges. I mean, so much of these transformations that happen, they're really um, they really seem like the transformations that's happened, not only in our superfans' lives, but if you think about Chris, when he first got that not only collectible Hot Wheels case, but those cars, and then you look at the person that he is today, I mean, talk about a huge transformation, right? So that's what's really cool is when you see how the cars represent who these people have become in their lives from whatever age that car was first introduced to them. It's really special. Rutledge, um, you have no idea. If we only showed you a picture of Chris when he was five, blow your mind. I'm, I'm, I'm still, I'm still a child. To see that. Rutledge, <laughs> you and me both, clearly, right? Let me rip through a few here just for fun, man, and we will let you run. 
uh, more powerful or the stronger force, your Georgia Bulldogs or the 2,000-horsepower Lotus Evaya? Oh, that's a great question, but an easy one. That would be the Georgia Bulldogs. Go, dogs! That's right. I just, boy, so <laughs> proud to be a Bulldog. Uh, what's the car style that should never come back in fashion? Is it the wood paneling minivan? Is it the hearse-like PT Cruiser? Okay, this one's a tricky one because, believe it or not, I am proud to drive a Toyota Sienna minivan every day. Um, I think wood paneling, and let's just, just narrow it down because I also love station wagons. I love my minivan. Wood paneling really doesn't have a place in cars anymore, and fake wood paneling really should have never, but I do have a 96 Buick Roadmaster station wagon that does have the wood paneling on there, so don't listen to me. I don't know what I'm talking about there. I love it. Like my fake wood paneling here. And lastly... More horsepower, Hot Wheels or Brad Cox's barn? Oh, gosh. That's, you know, it can go either way. Uh, I'm going to say Hot Wheels. I'm going to say Hot Wheels, and I think this show will prove it because we use a ton of horsepower in making people's dreams come true. Uh, I just hope you two love the show. I think it's got something for everybody. If you're a fan of Chip and Joe or if you like that old show, Pimp My Ride, you'll love something in this show, that's for sure. I love both. I used to be a car person before I got old. My first car was a Mustang. My parents were kind enough to, to treat me with a Mustang. Now I drive a Subaru Outback. So I've gone totally off the cliff. So maybe I can live vicariously through these people on Hot Wheels Ultimate Challenge. Chris, how do you handle that when someone younger than us says, before I got old? And then I'm like, wait a minute. I know. What just happened? I didn't, I didn't do, don't make me old by default. But yeah, no, it is, you're going to love it. Even with your Subaru, there, there is something <laughs> fun for everybody in the show. It just means we were old first. Rutledge, man, we can't wait to see the show. Hot Wheels Ultimate Challenge on NBC, Tuesday, May 30th. It debuts with our guy, Rutledge Wood. Thank you so much, man. Thanks for having me, y'all. You're the best. At Alpenhouse Boats, we know the value of having fun and making memories with family and friends. With a full line of versatile SunTracker pontoon boats featuring reliable Mercury outboard motors, it's our mission to make sure you have everything you need to get on the water and start having fun this boating season. Whether you're into fishing, relaxing with the family, or tubing and skiing, with Mercury and SunTracker, we're confident you'll find the perfect boat to fit your needs. Come see us at Alpenhouse Boats, Route 30 in Amsterdam, or shop online anytime at alpenhouseboats.com. And now back to Honorado and Company, sponsored by Alpenhouse. All right, Ash, limited time we have left here on the show. I want to tell the people that the PLL season starts in Albany this weekend. Check them out Saturday and Sunday. And thanks for watching Honorado and Company as you do each and every single week. Have a great weekend, everyone.